0: Welcome to the Maryland PTAC podcast, Assist and Win, where we showcase client success stories and feature procurement experts to help small business owners. I'm your host, Yasmin Razak, and I'm the marketing and training coordinator here at the PTAC. Today's guest is Dottie Lee, who is the founder and CEO of Trans-Pacific Communications, LLC, and a longtime PTAC client. Dottie was recently recognized as one of Maryland's top 100 women by the Daily Record. This is Dottie's second time receiving this honor, becoming the first Chinese-American woman to be so acknowledged in, first in 2015. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dottie. Thank you so much, Yasmin, for having me, and it's
1: great to speak with you. And congratulations.
0: What a Thank wonderful you. achievement. Tell us a little bit about the award, how you found out what it means to you. We're excited to hear about it.
1: Well, I first heard about it six years ago and uh, someone nominated me. They said, Daddy, I think you should, uh, you should enter this award. And so someone nominated me. And uh, at the time I was supported by the late Secretary of Veterans Affairs in Maryland, Um, Ed Chow, my dear friend and a role model to many. I was supported by uh, Ed Chow and a few other good friends and they wrote glowing recommendations to the daily record and I was um, thrilled and surprised to be chosen as the very first Chinese American woman to be bestowed uh, this honor. And then fast forward five years later, This was in 2015, the first time I received it. And fast forward five years later, uh, this year, 2020, uh, I was also nominated and then I received it again. And this was interesting because the award ceremony, as you suspected, was online. We weren't able to meet in person as scheduled originally in April we had a great online ceremony in July, and it was well attended. Uh, The organization did a tremendous job in promoting it, in staging it. I was very impressed. And again, it was a great honor to, to be among such an amazing group of women who are true leaders in their own communities and Demonstrated uh, their professional accomplishment, community leadership, and mentoring by the Daily Record. So I am truly honored. I'm
0: still, still thrilled. That's great. We love to hear about our clients doing well um, in business. And also, particularly if they are uh, given any awards or recognized by their peers and their community, that is wonderful and inspiring to other businesses, particularly women-owned businesses and Chinese-American-owned businesses as well. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's go back a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about your career history and how you got to this point. Oh, sure.
1: Well, let me take you back a little bit. Um... I was born and raised in China and of course I have to explain to you and our, uh, your audience, how I ended up being here uh, as an immigrant. And I think you could relate because we're both immigrants. I, um, as a young kid, about nine years old, we were listening to the broadcast of Voice of America in Mandarin. and. Um, I got to hear all kinds of news so at the time my dream was to become a broadcaster at voice of america and of course i needed to come here to to be doing that and i worked toward that goal you know since nine worked toward that goal of uh, coming to america meaning i needed to study english And of course I did. Um, Eventually by God's grace, I was able to come to the U.S. to further my education. And this was after I had become a journalist, following in my father's footsteps. Came to Mobile, Alabama, the deep south. Yes, (laughs) a Chinese girl ended up in the the deep south and it was such a cultural shock. And when I shared my Childhood's dream with my professor at the time at University of Mobile, where I furthered my education. Dr. Wolf told me that Mr. Kenneth Giddens, the founder of VOA, lived in Mobile. Well, it was a small world. Apparently, God put me in Mobile for that reason alone, <laughs> and wow. I got—I absolutely—I got, I, I, absolutely, I got to—I got to meet Mr. Giddens through the president of University of Mobile, who personally drove me to see Mr. Giddens, but who unfortunately was pretty sick at the time. Um, I think he had some kind of dementia. He wasn't able to carry on a conversation. Now, his wife, Mrs. Giddens, uh, took a liking this young lady, and she and I hit it off, and she said to me that you need to go to Washington after you graduate. And I didn't have much of a say in that uh, because she bought me a ticket to come to D.C. uh, to be enrolled in a program, a National Journalism Center intern program. Now, through that intern program, I had to go to an actual media outlet to get some media experience. So, of course, I chose Voice of America to get my foot in the door. After my intern program with Voice of America was over, guess what? They offered me a job. And this is how I realized my childhood's dream by uh, becoming a Voice of America broadcaster. And then so moving on from there, I went on to be a network television producer, a C-SPAN, uh, a corporate spokesperson, a public relations executive, and then went on to work for the president and the first lady, Clinton at the White House in the late 90s, traveling around the world and in the country, handling presidential events events. And um, it was such a thrill, such an enormous, enormous job for a kid from China to be working for the White House and working for the President and First Lady. Um, at the time, when I was a spokesperson in a corporate, in the corporate setting, my accent, as you might uh, believe that I had a Chinese accent at the time, my. Chinese accent mixed with the southern draw that I had picked up from my mobile days just didn't go well with the the job I had. I was a corporate spokesperson and I was determined to lose that accent as in neutralizing and modifying and reducing that accent so I could perform my duty better. Now that process of neutralizing my accent opened my eyes and uh, it allowed me later on to work for the White House and and doing what I do today. And uh, I decided this was a life-changing experience and it was the single best thing I ever did for my career. I got myself certified in teaching people how to reduce, modify, and neutralize their accent. And that was how I founded Trans-Pacific Communications. And from there, um, I have coached hundreds of people and taught Oh my goodness how many classes and presentations and training sessions at many federal agencies and conferences and universities and uh, corporate places and you name it um, on this very subject and so the training topics we have now at trans-pacific communications are a result of, of the foundation based on that. Um, so we have a host of cross-cultural communication topics and based on that single topic of effective communication across cultures.
0: Sorry, that was a long story. Oh no, that was a great story. To so hear from you realizing that you, what your dream was from age nine and pursuing it and um, Faith helping you along the way to come over to America, it's a fantastic story. And I have heard it before, I, I must confess, obviously, because we, we see you at the office. Well, we used to see you at the office when we had an office, you know, when we were going into the office in College Park. But it's great <laughs> to, to hear you tell it again. I just think that's, that's a, a, such a fantastic story. What does your business specialize in now and why? You already started with your wife. You want to tell us a little bit more about if somebody comes to trans specific Communications, what can they expect from you?
1: Oh great! Um, thank you for that, and uh, I'm always, I was always happy to step into the office of P Tech uh, in College Park, in Maryland. And of course, now we can't go in there for the for the reason that we all know COVID nineteen. But I'll be happy to see you all again. Um, let's talk about Trans Pacific Communications. Essentially, Trans Pacific Communications is a boutique shop offering cross-cultural communications work. Now, cross-cultural communications is a concept that some people may or may not know. So let me explain a little bit. Cross-cultural communications is about breaking down barriers, communication barriers and cultural barriers and linguistic barriers between cultures, between people, among nations, what have you, right? We are living and working in the perhaps the most diverse uh, time in our lives. And you, you look at us, you look at uh, uh, people in any setting, in a corporate world, in, in a federal space, and you see a diverse group of people. The workforce is a truly uh, a good place to represent our time and day. And people are from all kinds of uh, ethnic backgrounds, and they, they bring these cultural um backgrounds as well, and and their um, educational backgrounds and uh, races and relations and what have you. So when people have all sorts of different backgrounds and upbringing coming together at at any place, at a team, at a workforce, and at an organization, there are tremendous barriers and things that uh, folks may or may not even talk about on a daily basis. And that's where we go in to help people understand first of all to identify the kind of barriers they face and of course my passion is working with non-native English speakers and immigrants uh, because we do have different sets of hurdles and challenges to break uh, than the so-called mainstream the mainstream and so we're going to organization to identify to analyze analyze what the barriers they have and then we go in to offer solutions to remove and remove these barriers, to give people the tools so that they could be more successful in performing their duties. And that's where our training courses come in to support these efforts. And we have a list of training topics and they are all addressing various cross-cultural communication needs of an organization, of an individual or a group. And so I have a few topics that are in demand by our federal, federal clients and corporate clients. And some of them you actually know. I think you and I scheduled some training sessions together for P-tech, for tech clients in the past. Well, let's talk about uh, one of the most in-demand training topics. It's called Power Networking Across Cultures. And I will talk about another one after this. And this one essentially... Is uh, something I've lived through my career, as, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, since age nine, I pursued that dream of coming to America to to become a Voice of America's broadcaster. So, um, at one point, I gave this talk at another federal conference, and one one of the presenters there at the at the conference actually said to me. Oh, Dottie, isn't that what you've done all your life? (laughs) And I thought, well, maybe it is. I hadn't thought of that. And so this this presentation helps people to learn communication techniques and layered with understanding and respect for the diverse cultures that we come into contact every day. Uh, It is designed for people who interact with individuals from other cultures, as well those who wish to communicate effectively. We teach people the do's and don'ts of cross-cultural communication. And uh, one of my all-time favorite things is the art of handshaking. Of course, we can't shake anybody's hands now, right? Um, But we've uh, pivoted to teach people how to network on, on this virtual platform, be it Zoom, be it WebEx or something else, and certainly how to properly introduce yourself to make a positive impression. Um, you know, we've introduced ourselves hundreds of times, but yet uh, do we stand out in a good way, right? Positive impression. And uh, some key to memorizing people's names and how to expand and grow our networks. And certainly that's how I have done uh, since age nine, even coming to America, that was a networking story. And from Mobile to Voice of America, and you heard that was a true networking story. I got to meet the founder of Voice of America, right? Whose wife decided to send me to DC uh, by buying me a ticket to come here as a poor international student. uh, I simply didn't have the means to buy a ticket at the time. So this is a very, very popular most people uh, like this topic. I think we just did one not too long ago on Zoom for another organization who requested this topic. Now, the second topic I'd like to spend a little time in is uh, something truly near and dear to my heart, uh, which is effective communication across cultures. This topic uh, was a direct result of my becoming certified in teaching people how to reduce and modify and uh, neutralize our accent. It actually was uh, trademarked, um, had a trademark name called effective communication through accent reduction and modification. And I'm so glad we're talking today. Uh, This week we kicked off a six months long program on that topic with one of our federal clients on Wednesday, and that was just two days ago, and guess what? This afternoon in about two hours, we're kicking off yet another six-month long program, long-term program on this very topic for another federal client, and uh, we are so, so grateful for I just say it for FDA, we're so f- grateful for FDA, where we uh, received an 8A contract and within the contract, and these are the topics that we are teaching people. And so people are ordering these topics from
0: us uh, based on the contract. That's really great to hear a couple of detailed examples of, of what you deliver in your business. Now, what are some of the career challenges, would just say, or at least a career challenge? We're all being challenged right now, that's a given with COVID, but is there anything that you've had to overcome in the past? Could you tell us a little bit of how you did that? Oh my goodness, there's so many
1: challenges. There's still many challenges every day even. Well, first of all, I wanted to say I was a journalist from my home country. As a journalist, you learn how to write, you learn how to tell a story, you want to be sure to convey the story to your readers and audiences. And I was a broadcaster, I was doing the same thing. I was a network television producer to bring stories to people. Well, to transition from being a journalist to being a business owner and an entrepreneur, oh my gosh, that was a gigantic move. I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know how to approach a government client or a corporate client for that matter um, certainly i didn't know how to work the spreadsheet how to work the budget i knew nothing i really knew nothing but as a trained journalist i learned how to dive into an issue quickly and come up as if uh, i was an instant quote-unquote instant uh expert of course by far from it but i learned enough to say, well, I probably never will become an expert in spreadsheet. Guess what? I can hire a CPA to do do, uh, those work uh, involving spreadsheet and what have you and budget, right? And you got to align yourself with the right talents, be it the best CPA. Actually, I just spoke with my CPA this morning, um, working on yet another federal contract budget. And I, I got to learn all those things. And, and guess what? Along the way, I discovered PTAC. So PTAC has been a tremendous, tremendous support to my growing Trans-Pacific Communications, to Trans-Pacific Communications becoming an 8A firm almost two years ago, and, and to help Trans-Pacific Communications become what we are today, and to receive our first day contract Uh, by FDA, awarded by FDA, and then to receive yet another ADA contract in the middle of the COVID by the Small Business Administration. Every single step, PTAC is there, has been there to support us and to help us and grow. So I I want a big shout out to PTAC.
0: Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear because actually that was my next question was, um, why would you recommend that small businesses use the PTAC? I think PTEC provides the, the perfect
1: resources and support to small businesses who want to enter the federal space, who want to grow, who want to understand every little nuance there is to know about uh, working in the federal space, be it contracting, be it submitting your your proposal, be it um, networking with federal folks and just there's just so much to learn and PTAC is there to teach you all those skills that you need to have in order to grow
0: your business. That's great. I'm so glad that um, your PTAC counselor has been able to guide you over the years and that you understand the value of what PTAC brings to the table for businesses like yours. I'm I'm pleased to hear that, that it's working out for you. And Richard Payton is the
1: best counselor. <laughs> I am so great. I'm so grateful for Richard's support throughout the years and you know, Richard and I have a great relationship and there are times when I'm physically at a client site and I realize, oh my gosh, I don't have an answer. And I remember calling Richard from from NIST. This was a few years ago. And I was at a very important place uh with it a very important person within the organization. I was outside of this beautiful, beautiful office. And I said, I know who could help me out in this jam. So I call up Richard and he was available to counsel me through right on the spot. And I was able to go back into the office to give them the right
0: and perfect answer. That's great, that's wonderful. Tell us a little bit about um, when you went to speak on the 8A program to the Democratic Subcommittee last year? Well, it was the Small Business uh, Committee and Small Business
1: Administration oversees the 8A program, a signature program of the SBA. And so the committee was uh, convening a hearing about the 8A program. They wanted to hear from folks in the field, whether you are a graduate of 8A or if you're in the middle of it. Of it or you're a new one, like myself at the time, or you represent a group of uh, 8A uh, associations. Um, So they chose four individuals with a very diverse background at various stages of their 8A program, and I was honored to be chosen. I believe I was uh, recommended by the National ACE uh, Organization for me to represent uh, 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 the Asian American community, uh, which it was a tremendous honor. As you know, there are only about 5,000 a a programs in the country, and I'm not sure how many Asian Americans are a a business owners, but probably not too many. I don't have the stats, and I was honored to be chosen. And of course, uh, the director of PTAC, Denise Horner, and my counselor, Richard Payton, were there in person at the committee to support me
0: during the hearing, and I'm forever grateful. That was great. Yeah, we were all really impressed with that, and uh, watching it as well. So it was really inspiring to see you up there. So, what would you say has been your biggest success story so far?
1: We've uh, we've been awarded an eight a contract by the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, it's a you know typical uh, five year contract, four million um, dollar contract, and we are uh, charged to perform expert diversity and cross-cultural communications work for FDA so since the uh, award day we have been uh, awarded several several large task orders to help FDA clients in in terms of diversity and cross-cultural communications work as uh, so that's one and then the second one I alluded to earlier During the early stage of COVID, we were awarded another 8 contract by the Small Business Administration to perform translation of all its COVID-19 related materials on its website. You could actually look us up, our work on SBA's website in many languages, 17 to be precise. So where do you see your business going in the future? I see Trans-Pacific Communications continue in our pursuit of cross-cultural communications work, be it with the federal government and uh, the corporate world, or which where we need to pivot, uh, especially toward the later part of our 8 years. And uh, we love cross-cultural communications work. We love the fact that we get to support people to break down cultural and communications barriers um, in a team, in a a workforce, and so that people could be uh, faster better
0: smoother and quicker in continuing their work that's great and i wish you good luck with that i know you will achieve it and so as we're wrapping this up do you have any final words of wisdom or advice for business owners or government contractors who are listening to this interview Well, thank
1: you. I don't think I'm one to give any advice or words of wisdom, but I I do want to share some of my experiences. I think one lesson that I've learned is to be patient. And the second one is to be consistent, to be persistent. If you keep at it, you keep at doing the same thing you've done over and over again, because you become a recognized name in that field in that business and you are the expert people will come to you and and then people can't tend to gravitate towards you because you have written articles you have published uh, stories you have given expert talks and seminars what have you so just be continuing doing the same thing
0: that you do the best that's great advice thank you so much for that How can uh, people learn more about your organization? Uh, They can
1: find me on www.trapac.net. That's T-R-A-P-A-C.net. NET, uh, that's short for Trans-Pacific, so we we shorten it to TRIPAC. They certainly could find me on LinkedIn, just type my name, Dottie Lee, that's D-O-T-T-I-E, Lee is L-I. They could also find me on Instagram, they could also find me on Facebook, they could also find me on Twitter as a Mandarin underscore voice.
0: Okay, that's great, you're everywhere.
1: (laughs) That's I wonderful. tend to be—I tend to be everywhere. Okay. Um, I, I have a good support system that uh, sends out all kinds of good information about cross-cultural communication, about the kinds of um, work that we're engaged in. Whether it's a keynote speech that I'm going to deliver at this national conference, which is coming up, I recorded a keynote speech in a studio. They're going to do it online during the conference, and I will be taking live Q and A. Um, it's great. So I get to do all kinds of exciting work and I'm so
0: grateful. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Dottie, and sharing your story with us. It's really interesting. And we wish you continued success.
1: Thank you so much, Yasmin. And thank you again for p continued support. I am forever grateful.